Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. What's good, y'all? This is C Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 54 of Beer Another Street Podcast Adjunct Series Quarantine Edition. This evening, we have something a little different. Although, you know, I'm just going to get into it straight away, and then we're going to tell you why this is fire. All the way from Pembroke, Massachusetts, we have Nick Phelps from Dr. Nick's Amazing Man Stuff. Nick, there he is. Welcome, brother. Oh, what's Nick? Look at that. Got all the kids out. Too much. <laughs> How you doing, man? <laughs> Fantastic. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, mate, I am awesome, and it's genuinely my pleasure. Mate, this is uh, this is great. I'm super excited to get into all this tonight because you guys have, uh, you know, I have been genuinely using your products now for about three months straight, um, which is not really something I have typically used as far as old beard products. But I'm, uh, you know, after chatting today and, and getting into, you know, bit, you know, light, lightly on what you're about, what you guys do, and how beer brought about this company, I'm super excited to uh, to get more into it. And on that note, sir, shall we crack the beer? Yeah. Well, I thought I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> um, please tell me, uh, tell me about the beer you're drinking, and this beer specifically, if I understand correctly influenced uh one of the first products we're going to be talking about it did you know it influenced well first of all it influenced my love for new england craft beer this is Maine beer company's lunch ipa nice which most Classic. people don't know why it's called lunch no can you please that tell might me? be interesting to people listening in here yeah you know i was sitting around and i was in maine i was at this bar and when i ordered a lunch and you know i the guy asked me, do you know why it's called lunch? Okay. Really? I said, well, because I usually drink one at lunch, you know, <laughs> probably. Um, no was the answer. It's named after a whale um, oh. that lives and is known to surface around the areas of uh, southern coastal Maine. And uh, it has a big <coughs> uh, shark bite taken out of one of its fins. Oh. And they said, so that was that whale was a shark's lunch one day. So they... And everyone just started calling uh, the whale lunch. So they named uh, their first really popular IPA after uh, after the whale. That's so cool. That's awesome, actually. A little bit and of Maine trivia for you. Do you know? Well, that's honestly amazing because the funny thing is the reason why we know each other is um, is with my friend Giles. And I had lunch for the first time in his pub in uh, when he had that in Vermont. Um, do you know why the other one's called dinner? I don't. No. We should probably find out. If anyone knows, please let us know. Holy shit. You know what? Actually, hold on. So I do know, at least I know the story, and I don't know if this is the one from the brewer or not, like the other story was, but it's a double IPA. So at lunch, is there a regular single IPA? Double the food, you get dinner. Maybe Mm -hmm. double the ABV, double the hops, you get get dinner for a beer. Double the bite out of the, uh, the whale. Double the bite. Yeah. Yep. I think I think that Eat could the be whole whale that time. The whole whale, goddammit. Yeah, I'm gonna top that for you. Um, really quick, I am drinking the uh, this one here is called Fresh Start from Mikola out of uh, Denmark. They mm-hmm. um as a company, obviously this for this episode we weren't able to get the same stuff, obviously different countries, but it's all good. Um there's a company in Toronto called Craft Branco and they brew Omnipolo, Lovig, and um, Mikola out of Toronto by license from these guys, which is six that ensures that it's a, uh, you know, fresh IPAs and stuff like that in market, as opposed to, you know, holding all these uh, delicate kind of hoppy beers, like 
across seas and you know and dealing with all the regulations to get them in so it's a nice little uh, you know that's a that's really cool mckellar does some really unique stuff i got to give it to him like i've been to their yeah. brew pub in san francisco i've been to their brew pubs all over and they just have really cool beer and they attract really cool partner brew relationships and do cool collaborations but yeah not to sidetrack too much i think my my favorite mckellar story has got to be i was in iceland and we were looking for a place to have lunch. And we're looking on the, like I usually do, I look on Google Maps where I am and then type in food and then I kind of zoom in and look for pins. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's the best way very to sophisticated. Roll, right? Yeah, very sophisticated way of looking, you know, <laughs> hope no one steals my good idea there. And, uh, and what popped up was McKellar and Friends was there and right. they have a little pub in downtown Reykjavik. That's so so we go there and we're sitting there having lunch, we're having a beer. And we, there's like a little beer fridge that has some cans in it, kind of over next to the bar. Mm-hmm. And you'll never believe what I saw in the fridge. Talk to me. I saw Hedy Focal Topper. Banger. Oh, okay. I saw Heady Topper and Focal Banger sitting in a fridge in Iceland. I'm like, wait a minute. We can't get this stuff in Massachusetts. And we're like two <laughs> states away. And here I am in Iceland. Like, what is this stuff doing here? What is happening? My first question wasn't, how did you get it? It was, was, can I have one? Can (laughs) I drink it right now, please? Right, right. (laughs) Of course. That's that's step one. But it was like so bizarre. Apparently what the guy does is he just sends, he he FedExes himself, just product to his various places around the world. Okay. Um, Three, you know, three-tier system be damned. Right. Um, I was going to say, I imagine that that wouldn't be uh, through the proper functions, but you know what? Whatever gets the job done. That's it. Stick I'm in the here box. For it. Yo, I love that. That's awesome. That would be, uh, I, I hope it was fresh at least. It was. It, it, was? it, was, it was fantastic. And uh, they were even nice enough to send us some uh, to go in our backpack so we could enjoy them later in the evening. It was fantastic. That's how. See, that's beer people for you, man. Always the best. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's what it was. So the beer you are drinking now is kind of more of a, like a West Coast, a little bit of an older school IPA, if I'm not mistaken, from when I had it. It is. It, it is. is. Yep. And that is the beer that influenced uh, this product here. We're going to get some history on the company first. There she is. This is the Beard Beer IPA Beard Oil, uh, which I am wearing right now alongside. We're going to talk about this after, but uh, Nick's special concoction with the beard bomb, the combo with the number seven right there. There she is. And uh, honestly, Ooh. my face smells like a goddamn glorious fruit bowl, piney. Sex beast. That's what I feel like. God damn it. I love it. I love that. I love can we use that on the website? That's you know, I will write that out for is that you know your beard smells like you were out in the woods doing some man stuff, and after you got done arm wrestling Paul Bunyan for his blue ox and won, you know, you found your way home and smelled like some of this stuff. Ah yours is kind of better there. It's a little the beer or the oil. That yeah, so we're getting the photos as we roll. So look at that. All right, see, this is content creation, Nick. It's how you got to get down, you know? That's what we do. Action right shots. I love it. it. <laughs> That's the best way. Look, see, I like this. I'm being guided. See the guidance right here? I like it. I love, I love the mystery hand. <laughs> the hand just comes in. <laughs> She's Where's a pro. my mystery hand? I know. You need, you need a hoe. You got, a, you got an extra hand there? You got an extra hand? <laughs> so, you know what we need to do? We need to, uh, let's get into the history of what you do first. And then we're going to really talk about this. And for the, for the beer nerds uh, watching, this is... We got it. You and I got into a little bit uh, this afternoon, so I'm really keen to get into more because the way that you have been able to channel your love of beer and craft beer and into these products is honestly exceptional. 
And then the things that you have uh, in the works are mind-blowing um, with the people that you're going to be working with. Bit of a hint on your chest right there, sir. You know, just a little bit, just a little bit, a little, little bit. bit of a, you know, spoiler alert, you know, right. no big deal. And the, okay. and the hat, it's like, I'm Ooh, doing a, you go on the like boat. I'm, I'm trying to subliminal, like subliminal messaging here. Like, what are Jeez. we looking at? I don't, even know. <laughs> I don't know if they're ready to do it. It's a mystery. <laughs> it is, man. Right? So Talk what, to a, what a journey Dr. Nick's amazing man stuff has been, you know, we, um, we, I've been involved in the beer industry for a long time. I did uh, photography for, uh, beer events for a long time. So uh, Extreme Beer Fest and Great American Beer Festival and lots of the uh, uh, hot jams and stuff that took place up in Vermont, um, some of Sean Lawson's events and um, just sort of a circle of friends. They don't like outside kind of, you know, the stuffy photographers there. And we were already friends and I did lots of concert photography. Right. And so they kind of were like, hey, you know, you shoot, uh, you know, metal bands on stage. You think you could manage to take pictures of some beer and us pouring it and people drinking it, maybe drink some yourself. So <laughs> it was a natural shoe in there. And so that kind of led to brewing um, a bunch of beer with people and um, brewing a bunch of beer myself. And and um, so along that path, of course, being involved in the beer industry, I had to grow a beard. And uh, so that was mandatory. Bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It, it's like, they give you the wristband, but they're like, are you, are, are you working on a beard or, or are, do you have plans for one? You know, <laughs> you took it really far. Though. You took it really far. I respect not, you can, you can, you can yeah. get the fuck out. Yeah. Window. And so, <laughs> so, you know, it was interesting. So it was back 2013 timeframe or so I would guess. And, um, you know, so as I got more of a beard going, it was time to, you know, I'm Welsh and Irish. So my skin is naturally pretty sensitive. And, um, you know, as I was growing more of a beard, I started getting some, you know, ingrowns along the neckline once in a while and the little bumps along the, along the cheeks. And, yeah, West. you know, I, I was kind of reading blogs about how to, how to tame that down. And it was beard oil was kind of the answer that everybody was sort of talking about softening the follicles and making it less harsh on your skin, those sorts of things. And so um, I started buying beard products and uh, I had just terrible luck. You know, I would, I probably went through about 20 different products and, and every beard oil I tried made the problem worse. It didn't make it better at all. You know, they're either greasy and didn't do much at all, or they smelled great. And then they made my skin break out. I was getting, you know, beard dandruff from being dry and I didn't know why. So I started researching, reached out to a friend of mine who does um, 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 esthetician work and another friend of mine that's kind of an apothecary guy, a naturalist. And they said it was probably because of the fragrance oils or maybe some alcohol-based ingredients or otherwise just irritating ingredients. And so I started looking and sure enough, all the beard oils that I found on Amazon and the ones I found from the big names, like, you know, we won't name any names, but people that have been on Shark Tank and other big uh, white label beard companies, um, they all had something in common and it was <clears throat> fragrance oil. Hmm. And it turned out my skin just had a terrible reaction to fragrance oil. Hmm. And so I started talking again to this apothecary person that's been doing this, you know, doing essential oil work and natural remedy work with skin and hair care for, you know, 40, 50 years. And, uh, he was suggesting that, you know, why don't you just make your own? Use essential oils to get the the, the 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 you know the sense that you like instead of relying on these terrible skin drying fragrance oils. Hmm. And so I did. You know, I kind of set out. Um, I'm you know an engineer. I like figuring things out. Uh, and 
um, I, I made something I really liked. And then so it was it was probably about a couple months after that that I figured, hey, you know, why don't I, I you know, why don't I take, you know, uh, what I've made for an oil recipe and combine it with what I know about brewing beer. And so I figured it would be really cool if I took my base oil and I steeped it with uh, hop cones. So I took some hop pellets and then some other cascade uh, dried hop flour. Um, and I literally aged my beard oil like you would dry hop a beer. I dry hopped my beard oil. And it imparted this awesome, awesome aroma of like this nice, musty kind of a hops, citrusy and floral and all the nice notes that you get out of like a West Coast IPA were all of a sudden in my beard oil. Do you remember what and hops so that's you used? How, what's that? Do you remember which hops you used? So the first one was Citra <clears throat> and Cascade hops. I was nice. going straight like West Coast kind of style, crisp, clean, uh, light, zesty, floral, nice. kind of going for those notes. You know, I kind of just smelling a lunch kind of just gave me the, you know, kind of all the inspiration I needed. I love it. And, um, and then, so from that, you know, it, beard beer was, was born. I started taking it with me. We kind of worked up some label <clears> art <throat> with a, a, an artist I know. And, um, and it was in the name that we came up with was very much based on like the old, you know, snake oil salesman out of like the old horse and buggy selling things in the old West, you know, like Dr. Nick's amazing <laughs> stuff, right? And very overdrawn, long name over the top. Um, and I started bringing it to these beer events that I was going to and finding other bearded beer lovers and saying, hey, you know, give this a shot. And next thing I know, you know, I couldn't make enough of this stuff. And, and then, you know, next came the stout, which we'll talk about, you know, next. But it was, um, it, it was really interesting. It wasn't one of those things where I set out at any point to make men's uh, cosmetics. Right? Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't ever have it in my mind that I was going to go necessity. And then out of that necessity kind of infused my love for beer and uh, beard beer was born. And so was Dr. Nick's amazing man stuff mm. along with it. I love it. So it started really the whole company, which obviously has expanded beyond just the beard beer. There are other, um, you know, oil products to my left just here that we'll show shortly. Um, but the be the real, the beer stuff were, was the genesis of everything. It, it really was, you know, it was, um, that's really what kicked it off. And, you know, what was interesting is immediately afterwards, we started doing some other stuff with other just creative type groups. You know, we did stuff with uh, a band. Um, I'm, I'm sure people, you, you might, other people listening might know the band Guar. And yeah. so we started working with the, the, the metal band Guar, who are some bearded guys. And we started kind of working with them mm -hmm. to make some stuff with their label art on it. And, you know, we just sort of just getting creative and doing cool stuff. Dope. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the dry hopping beard oil and cask aging beard oil, we've aged it in oak barrels. We've aged it on top of cocoa nibs and coffee beans and uh, vanilla. Uh, you know, we've done all sorts of just weird stuff that you wouldn't normally do with, a, with you know, with beard oil. And it's all been very small batch. It's all been very much, um, you know, we've kept everything in house from the artwork to the labeling to the bottling. Uh, to the, you know, creation formulation, um, all the way through to bottling and sanitization and distribution. We, we've, we've never outsourced anything. We kept it, right. uh, very much feeling like a, like, like how craft beer should feel made in one facility and, and sold to people directly from that facility. We, we kind of 
not only embraced the, the, the recipe ideas, but also embraced sort of the way of doing business and keeping things, uh, you know, sustainable, small and, you know, small batch with lots of care and attention. We always like to say that we, you know, spend too much money on our ingredients and too much time on our products. And we really hope that people would stop encouraging us to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, uh, that's straight up craft beer shit right there, bro. I love it. Uh, that is really it cool. Is. So uh, in, in, I'm not sure if you mentioned it earlier, but like, obviously, you know, you haven't been involved in the beer industry and, you know, you have a love of beer, you know, you know you're brewing, whether it's home brewing or, or working at other places, but what made you, when you needed to create your own oils for your own, you know, to suit your own skin, I really feel like the best businesses on the planet are usually for, from the owners having to fulfill uh, or solve a problem of their own that the market isn't solving. And that's, you know, obviously other people would have that problem too. Um, did you, yep. I'm not sure if you said it before, why did you want to, why did it, why was it beer that you were like, Hey man, if I got to put some stuff on my face, let's make it smell like beer. Like where, where did that come from? You know, it, it, it's interesting actually, you know, where, where that was <clears> kind of born was just the love for hops. I mean, I, I really can't, come up with any other reason besides that, you know, it's like what, I, what I, I, I really just, I loved the idea of, you know, cause if you look at, you know, the, the, you know, the, the scent profile of the IPA, you know, it says right on the back, citrus, pine and hops. So, you know, I, I wanted something that was citrusy. My favorite beard oils are the ones that I tried that didn't work on my face were the citrusy ones. Like uh, right. they had lime zest and kind of a, you know, limes and lemon peels and those in orange and sort of mandarin and those sorts of, you know, they wake you up in the morning. It, it's good for the senses. And, um, and, and when going over that with the apothecary person, there's like a whole psychology um, side to what smells you introduce to your, to your body at what times of the day. And citrus is a very awakening sort of an aroma um, hmm. that, you know, from an aromatherapy perspective. So right. that's where we started. And I wanted to get something like that. And I don't know really what put it in my head that, hey, let's dry hop this beard oil and, and, and increase this aroma profile with with hops. I think it was, I, I don't know. I don't like doing things that other people have already done. And after looking out there, no one had done that. So I figured right. if I was going to make something for myself and I was going to make something that I liked, why not do it in a way that no one else has really done and try something new, you know, and that's, and then immediately after the IPA, you know, was in my head, I'm like, oh, man, now I need something for when I need to reapply in the evening. And I'm going to go out to dinner or go somewhere. It'd be awesome to have a more like a rich sort of a smell like and that's where the stout came in. Right. And we kind of started infusing it with coffee and cocoa nibs and uh, really started getting some some cool profiles out of that as well. And, you know, it's it, we were talking earlier and um, obviously, we've kind of gone away from our, our, our one-gallon batches of dry-hopped oil. It wasn't exactly sustainable. Right. There was problems with shelf life from particulate from the hops staying in the oil, mm. which the, the mortal enemy of any sort of natural carrier oil is oxygen. And of course, yeah. whenever you have small particulates and things, it's just a carrier <clears throat> of potential oxygen. So right. we've since switched to using uh, hops essential oils. Um, no hops extract, but literal hops essential oils pressed from pounds and pounds of dried hop flour. Okay. And um, yeah, and that and that was that was the answer. Like we have this, you know, this cascade, um, you know, steam distilled cumulus. Uh, I mean, it is just amazing stuff. And it, it, it was it was perfect for what we needed. It was the exact 
profile that came from our dried flower and it was had a better shelf life and uh in my opinion it was just you know more effervescent had a better smell to it at the end of the day that's awesome we did not talk about that earlier that's sick man so then a bit of a 101 question what is the difference between an essential oil and a fragrance oil like the essential oils sound like they're more the intense stuff and fragrance oils are probably a cheaper substance that would be used in the bigger box stuff yeah. Yep. So you can buy uh, fragrance oils by the gallon. You know, they're manufactured in, in huge <clears throat> chemical facilities and they're typically alcohol based. <clears throat> so okay. they have a, an alcohol based and the fragrances themselves come from just lots of, you know, just like perfumes, lots of artificial ingredients that go into it. There's probably, you know, 50 to 100 <clears throat> ingredients in each fragrance oil. So if you look at the bottom or the back of a bottle of beard oil, one of the ingredients there will be fragrance oil. Hmm. and or it'll just say fragrance and typically you're allowed to list it at the end of the list of ingredients because it's a minority ingredient compared yeah. to the carrier oils <clears throat> but the fragrance oil itself can have anywhere upwards of a hundred different ingredients and chemicals inside the fragrance profiles they build hmm. and one of the things you can look for is fragrances that are really you know th th that wouldn't be naturally d derived like leather um, you know, smoke, uh, tobacco, mm. you know, those sorts of fragrances, you know, that's a dead giveaway. Like you can't extract essential oil from leather. It doesn't work. <laughs> and so right. if you're, if you're building that aroma profile, it's very much an artificial <clears throat> fragrance and something else mm. that people will use along with fragrance oils, which is kind of one step better would be an absolute, which is an alcohol extracted version of an essential oil. Hmm. Um, you know, you soak natural botanicals in, uh, in alcohol, and then you distill that down. And what you're left with is a concentrated essence of, of that, of that botanical. Mm. Yeah. And is that so like the, making the, vanilla essence at home where you can put vanilla beans in vodka and let it sit for like three months or something? Yeah. That, that's <clears> essentially <throat> making like, uh, like, hmm. uh, that, that essentially is an absolute, um, hmm. Not the brand of vodka. No, but what, you're, uh, what you <laughs> what you end up with there is essentially an absolute extraction, right? Right. And the the nice part about it is, for, from a manufacturing perspective, is you need a lot less of the plant material to make it. Hmm. You know, like if you have a lavender absolute, you know, you can you can derive you know a half gallon of absolute from ten pounds of lavender, whereas with essential oils, you know, they're all co2 or just cold press extracted um and what you end up getting from that is like a hundred pounds ends up making about eight fluid ounces so right. the amount of material <clears throat> yeah that goes into essential oils <clears throat> is is far greater than any other extraction method which makes it unwieldy for mass production of most products gotcha you know it's funny you can go on alibaba and look up white label beard oil, you know, and you, you will find uh, manufacturers in China that are willing to ship you with your name on it, mm -hmm. with your label art, already pre-bottled beard oil mixtures with any scent profile you'd like. Mm -hmm. And you can buy them for, if you buy a thousand of them at a time, you get them for about 70 cents a bottle. Right. And what's funny is you can look at the bottles and look at the labels and look at the font and you can pretty much identify, you know, eight out of 10 beard oils you'll find on the first page of Amazon. Mm. Um, and if you search Google for beard oil and you find some of the big names that everybody knows, keeping a mental image of what those bottles look like, go on Alibaba and do a search, 
you'll find those for 70 cents a month. <clears throat> Interesting. Uh, yeah. And so, I mean, right. we, our, our end cost is far higher per bottle. Uh, what, what you end up with. I mean, we were talking about it a bit like the essential. So essential oils are one thing and we go way beyond just essential oils. Like the stuff that we use in our stout and what we use in our IPA, um, we actually ship into Massachusetts all the way from the big Island of Hawaii. Um, and they're actually created by a woman who works with a Reiki priest and they actually Reiki bless every essential oil before they bottle it. Um, they take it super duper serious. Um, and That's the crazy. stuff is, some of it goes for, you know, 90 bucks a fluid ounce. Um, it's, you know, yeah, it's not right. inexpensive, but it's like this hops essential oil you get here, <clears throat> you know, this little, this little tiny guy of, of hops, cold pressed essential oil cascade, it goes for, you know, 80 bucks for, what is this? A little, you know, 10 milliliters. It's a, a third of a fluid ounce. Um, and so we use it efficiently, you know, right. to make the cost aspect of it work. That's but amazing. you can find hops fragrance oil out there and you can get five ounce bottles of it for 20 bucks on Amazon. Gotcha. You know, so it's like <clears throat> so do there's that, just do a the difference math. in the way. Yeah, you got to really do your homework when you're, if you're looking for something that's all natural and you're looking for something that's, you know, um, actually craft, right? Yeah. It, it, it's not just the label uh, art that's important when you do that. You know, it's very much what's inside the bottle and where the ingredients come from. That's like, honestly, I didn't know any of this stuff, eh? Like, and I feel like most, and this is probably one of the challenges is, is educating the market from your side. It is. Yeah. It, it's tough. You know, it is like, you know, we, we're right at the price point of most others mm -hmm. around 20 bucks a bottle. There's some cheaper, there's some more, right? Um, what's interesting about that, you know, disregarding like the essential oils for a second, even just our base oils, right? When we first started to do this, like I say, I worked with an apothecary guy with, you know, 40, 50 years of experience. And he's this, you know, a guy from Northern Maine, um, old hippie dude. And he's like, well, you know, you can't grow a, a forest full of trees without healthy soil. He's like, Nick, I really think you need to focus on an oil that, that really treats the skin, not so much the hair. And I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm making beard oil. I'm not making face oil. You right. know, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I was, I was learning at that time too. And, uh, you know, but what I really learned was like the healthier your skin is, the healthier your, your beard will be. Right. Mm. And the red bumps and the flakes and everything else don't come from the hair. It comes from the skin. So there's stuff in ours, the, namely the ingredient <clears throat> that makes a big difference on the skin is barrage oil. Okay. And it's something yeah, and it's something that's really interesting. It's it's strictly in in a an an astringent sort of a, a skin care clarifying oil that's made for your skin. And the only other beard oil out there that uses it that I've found that uses it at the quantities that we do is made by Tom Ford. And you know, Tom okay. Ford makes some super high end stuff, and he sells his one ounce bottles of that oil unscented for fifty dollars. So I think it's like fifty two bucks. Okay, and so. Our closest competitor that actually uses our ingredients is, you know, over twice the price. Um, but then what, what, what's interesting about the market is like you really don't people don't understand that certain things that they're using are bad for their skin. And some people don't have a reaction to it, you know, so that if they don't have a problem, there's nothing for you to solve. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's that's sort of a challenge is, mm -hmm. is having people understand, you know, the benefits of natural ingredients and natural essential oils and nothing artificial. Um, but you know, the crazy part is that 
even people that are doubters, like it, my favorite thing to do on our Facebook posts is find people that say, yeah, so you're trying to sell me a pig and a poke for 20 bucks and I don't even know what it smells like. You know, you get these guys giving you hell and uh, I've converted every single one of them. It's literally like my Monday mission. I go through our Facebook comments and find trolls of people that are like, I buy old beard oil for two ounces for 12 bucks on Amazon. And I'm like, I comment them, I message them, and I'm like, ours is different. Let me prove it to you. I want to, I want to send you a product, and I want to change your thoughts on this. Like, I'll give you your money back if you don't like it. I'll ship it for free, whatever it takes. Let's get some of this in your hands. And every single one of those people that has literally trolled us on Facebook, I've trolled them back with positivity and put our products in their hands, and they've been repeat customers every single. I love one. it. I love that. I just said that to Tiffany today, my partner, with whenever we get people who put like negative comments on any of our YouTube stuff, you always come back, you hit them with that positivity. They can't say shit back. It's beautiful. I love that. It's crazy how that works. <clears throat> it and is, they're man. very rarely ever combative, like when directly confronted too is the funny part. You know, they, they think that they're they think that they're making these comments about like some big company or something, you know, that yeah. doesn't read them or doesn't, you know, if they but when they leave something on the Dr. Nick's Amazing Man stuff page, Dr. Nick reads them, you know, <laughs> and uh, and I reply. And, and it's, it's really funny when you get the reaction of, oh, well, no, well, sorry, you know, I, I just didn't know. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> they're not used to it and they, they all of a sudden you disarm them because then if you came back to them with some attitude, then they're going to be like, yes, that's what I wanted. Then, then it's a fight. Yeah. But if you come back Duh. to them, hey, I understand where you're coming from. This is why we're different. And then they're like, oh, wow, he's being completely reasonable. So it's like, yeah. you know, you, you can't, there's nothing, exactly. And there's nothing they can do. But I imagine that the people who, who do, once they try it and they see the difference, to be like, I've had beard oil that I've used over the years, not something regular, but I have really enjoyed um, using this stuff since, uh, like I said, since January, I think I, is when I got it. And I've tried all the different products, which I guess we'll talk about in a sec, just to show the, the range where the you know where the beard beer started, and then how how it kind of grew from there. But I feel like the ethos behind this is really what people need to know about, because particularly you know with our audience being craft beer people, and anything craft we love, we're all about it. If any any products, whether you know like our friend makes these necklaces, she's a metalsmith. It's like a hop. You can't really see it, but it's like a hop. She made a little growler. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's one chick in Cambridge, Ontario is a good friend of ours and she makes them and they're expensive because she makes them like, well, expensive for like a necklace. It's not like gold or anything, but she hand carved these damn things and like, you know, people, and she does really well in the beer, uh, in the beer world because people know that she made that and like, you know, most of the beer nerds in Ontario and stuff would have her jewelry if you're into that then they're going to be wearing it. And I think yours really fits into the same category in that if you, you know, you want to really take care of yourself and you want to support a, somebody who's a family owned business, it's not in, you know, no big company behind it or investors or anything like that. who also have the care and thoughtfulness behind it that you're like, no, we're not going to use these cheap oils. We're going to use more expensive stuff, but also we're not going to bleed you for it. Um, which is very kind of you guys to only charge like 20. I think I saw these like 21, 22 bucks, something like this on online. Uh, US yeah, 20 bucks. On your website, which is amazing. Like this is that, that's the, the beauty of all of this stuff is that it's, it, they all smell so crazy. Oh, that's what we were talking about today. I definitely want to do a, a smell tasting. I don't know what you got. A smelling? A smelling? <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? There's got to yeah. be a name for it. 
Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> after two more beers, you say the word tasting notes, and I'll be sipping this bottle. This really poorly. <laughs> we do not want that at all, Nick. We do not want that. So maybe, no. do you know what? Maybe I'll show, between us, we both have the product. Maybe we'll just show some of the other product before we get to the stout soon. We'll show some of the other yeah. products, and then I'd love for you just to talk me through it. Like, it's something we, you and I realized today. It'd be, it'd be super sick. You know, we don't have the same beer, but we have the same oils here, so we'll be able to, uh, you know, talk through some of the things. So... Um, this is the stout one. I mean, it looks, looks basically the same as far as the, the, you know, the artwork and stuff, super clean, nice and attractive, uh, same, basically the same, it's a little yellower, maybe basically the same color as yep. the, um, as the IPA. Um, yep. And the, uh, essential <clears throat> oils kind of give it a little variation in color, which is another giveaway when you're looking at fragrance oils, cause they're all made to be, you know, um, uniform across pretty much every product. So ours are, ours all vary, you know, you hold up like, you're right, know, you look yeah. at some of these kind of across the gamut. And I mean, they all have a slightly different, different color, different shape. Yeah. You're totally right. And it's they all have the same base carrier oils. So it's all the same carrier oil recipe, but we can kind of, yeah, let's just run through them. We can start with the IPA, you know, we kind of talked about it a bit, but it's citrus and pine and hops. And when you, when you smell it, the first thing I smell when I smell it is like lime mm. skins and citra and cascade hops. I smell cascade hops like right up front. Mm. And you really do get like that little bit of a musty hop smell to it backed up yep. with like that fresh kind of lime zest sort of a smell. Definitely getting the citrus. I always feel like my first thought was like the pine. Like, and it wasn't overwhelming. Oh. It's like that. It's sort of coming with this like woodsy pineness that, yep. that pininess that wasn't it's like it's almost like the backbone of it yeah and you know that's i i love the pine in it and finding yeah. something that worked with uh with pine it was was really tough actually finding one that worked because a lot of them smelled too christmas tree e or yeah, that, yeah. you know they smelled like sap or they smelled <clears> like um a lot of the ones out there you can find that say they're pine actually smell a lot like like cedar. You know, you get like that mm. kind of hamster cage smell to them. And anyway, I just wasn't a fan. And uh, what I found was Siberian fur. And uh, <clears throat> Siberian okay. fur essential oil actually lent itself really, really well to giving you like a nice light sort of a pine smell. It's like a Christmas tree just kind of went through your room and then you, you kind of hey, smelled it. That? It's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's and so with all yeah. of them. Yeah, we all like to kind of with all of them. We like the fragrance to be on your face, not in your face. So they're all, as far as beard oils go, they are a bit muted compared to other ones that you'll find. And you know, I don't want to, I don't want to walk into a room and have someone be like, "Oh, what cologne are you wearing?" Oh, sorry, nah. it's my beard. You know, I don't want that. Nah. I, I just kind of want something that's refreshing and smells good when it's when it's there with you. Um, not for everyone else in your car or your, or your conference room <laughs> to enjoy with you. <laughs> yes, I a hundred percent agree. This, this is really like, it's, I don't want to keep using beer terms cause I don't know shit about smelling, but like, it, it's like, it feels like super balanced between the musty woody pininess. And then like that, there's like this sweet citrusy kind of uh, thing. That's like, it's not the back because I feel like the undertones are more the, the piney stuff, but the, uh, the sweetness is just sort of rounds it out. Like it's, it's none of these are over. I've obviously used all of these uh, many times now. You can tell how much I have left, but the, like the, um, I don't know, is balance the word for this? Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd, I'd love to think that. And I mean, it's, and when you're dealing with such polar opposite fragrances too, you think of pine, I guess pine and, you know, and cascade hops aren't that polar opposite, but it is tough to find a balance. Mm. You know, it is. I can imagine. And, you know, a natural, we can skip the the stout. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll the stout back. when we crack. Good point. Stout. Good point. Good point. Let's skip over and go to the number seven. You have the number seven oil there. I have a zero and a nine. Okay. Let's go to the nine. Okay. You can still tell me about the seven because. This is skipping ahead, but I have the seven bomb. Oh, there we go. And it's so the maybe, same, same, so it's the same profile. Scent. So, so let, we'll let, just, let's do the seven, but I'll do the bomb instead. And maybe you can talk about both products. Yeah, let's do it. This is good. Um, you know, what we did with these, with the signature series is we wanted to give people some kind of uh, consistency across different mm. products. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of came up with the signature series and we numbered all the fragrances. So that way you can have a number nine, or a number seven balm and a number seven oil. Um, you mentioned it earlier. You know, my favorite combo is I like I like using the numbers uh, the, the IPA oil and then using the number seven balm afterwards. So the yes. the oil for moisture, you get that in after the shower, and then mm. you style with the balm with the number seven. And I just love the combo because the the base kind of fragrance of number seven again is lime zest citrus um citrus fruit and pine and this one has some some different notes to it so it's a little different it's not just the same oil minus the hops it's, it's slightly different it has a little bit of yeah. a little more floral of a note to it i'd say and even which is yeah definitely a little floral. look even just the way this works it works like a deodorant stick or something like yeah and see Again, Great. just me doing things different, being the mad scientist that I am sometimes, you know, what I, I always had a problem with beard balm in a tin. So like the instructions for the tin tell you to take the back of your thumbnail and you oh, scrape man. it out of the tin. Yep. And then you put it on your palm and you warm it up. So my problem was, and maybe it's just because, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm slow. I never figured out exactly like the right mixture, the right amount to use, you know, I, I always used too much. My beard got greasy or it got waxy. And then I'd have like this layer of balm on my hands. Yeah. And so what I, you know, when I made the stick, my thought was, okay, I can just rub it on my palm and then put it on my beard. And then the first time I did that, I'm literally in the bathroom with a prototype of the product that we've made in a tube. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can put it straight on my beard. <laughs> and so I literally hold my beard at the end. And I grab the sideburns and I just literally draw it down the sideburns, down on the ends, work your way around. And what ends up happening is the hair just pulls off the amount of balm that it wants off the stick. And once it has a coating of the balm, it's because it has a little bit of a wax to it with a styling property, it stops pulling more out. So like you can keep putting it on the same spot. You don't overdo it. Like it doesn't put more on. It kind of That's pulls so what it wants and then it goes away. And what's oh, best about it is you can literally sit there with your mustache and do one of these. Yeah, a little. <laughs> and the dough. Boom. And then you got a little, you got a little styling agent there in your in your mustache, all without, you know, nothing on your fingers. You right. still got nice clean hands. And so the 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 stick really did work out well. And the fragrance, yeah. I think, of the number seven complements like it's the gorgeous. IPA oil really well. Yeah, man. And, and as soon as you told me this afternoon, it's the first thing I did as soon as I got to shower. Did the old uh, the IPA in this, and that, it was great. 
I was a little, I think I told you when we were talking, I was like, I, the first time I realized I was doing the, on my palm, putting the beard, um, the balm on the palm and rubbed it on. I was like, oh, this is like, this doesn't feel right. And then I actually read the damn instructions and it tells you to do what you said. And I was like, oh, yep. the first time I went, oh, I was like painting myself. I was like, yeah, yeah, sick. And then I, t- I was like, oh shit, I went too hard. Um, <laughs> but I, I felt like for me, it was a little hard, but maybe for some people want, I mean, obviously I'm not going anywhere. Maybe if I was going somewhere, I'd want to maybe like really tuck this bottom under a bit more and pull this a little more out. structure. I don't have what, you know, I got a fraction yeah. of what you got, but like, you know, I've noticed that this, this, just putting the, the oils on every day just really like tames the beard down and allows me to just brush it down. And, and you, you described it to me earlier. I think it was tame was the word or something else, but it's not like wild and straggly. You know, even if you're at home, you don't yeah, want to feel it's like rid of a, all the, all the snaggle hairs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like allows you to yeah. control it. And un- yeah. And underneath, you know, that, that's a key point. You know, it's like you, you get these, if you kind of pull it down, you know, if you have a longer beard, you get like this under stuff that kind of hangs out right yeah if you want to kind of keep that tucked in you know it's nice to be able to kind of give it one of these on the neckline almost and pull it up and then you can kind of get one of those and it really does hold it all together yeah like it like, keeps it nice and smooth it's it's really fantastic but that's a great combo so then you've got the so the number seven is this i, I think arguably without until we smell the nine but this is like probably my fave with that, just that the citrus is so bright in this one. It's like, it's glorious. Yeah. I love it. You're not supposed to say you have favorite children. And just like when you may sell products, I don't think you're supposed to say you have a favorite. The seven is by far my favorite uh, fragrance. Like, wrong with the IPA and the seven are tied. As far as the bombs go, though, I mean, the number, the number seven is the way to go it's for me. Move. And you know, so, okay, so I mentioned, I mentioned I worked with an old apothecary hippie from Maine. Yes to come up with a lot of these fragrance profiles and to come up with some of the, uh, you know, the way that we kind of formulated these and number nine, um, is it makes that quite obvious. It's actually, this may be dating me. Well, I can date the guy who helped me come up with it. Um, but number nine is actually a direct replica of the 1970s recipe for Spanish fly. Is that the shit that's like, that's the horny thing, isn't it? That's like, yeah, that's like the, that's like the, you know, yeah, exactly. The, like um, the, the aphrodisiac the pill or whatever. It's an aphrodisiac scent. And the way, Oof. the way they get that aphrodisiac scent to it is it has neroli, it has orange blossom, it has sandalwood, it has lavender. Oof. It's a very like, it, it's, it's well, pleasing. Nice. It's almost floral, but it's very, very manly at the same time. Like the sandalwood really does give you this nice kind of a yeah. manly sort of a scent to it while still being light. It's something that's attractive um, but for some reason instills sort of a masculinity. Oh man. Do you know what's interesting? Yo, I, like I said, I've used these every day. I, I just go, okay, what am I doing today? Uh, I haven't used that one for a while. I just, I tried to rotate through to try them all and stuff. And I didn't really take the time to consider the fragrances as much. And so this is actually really like enlightening for me right now. This is gorgeous in a whole different way. It is. It's like, I You're right. I mean, lavender. especially, I don't know what it is about the bomb. Like the bomb captures, I think that the fragrance profile of nine, in my opinion, actually works better in the bomb than it even does in the oil. Yeah. It really, it really comes through. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, it, it's great. Like it's, it's one of those ones where I use that solo. It's like if I'm using that one, I'll use the number nine oil and the number nine bomb together. They're, ah, they're in the sand, you know, the sandalwood and the neroli and the orange blossom and all this kind of comes together and it's really nice every time i put it on like um my son he's eight 
and I can walk downstairs and he's getting ready for school. He's like, Oh dad, are you wearing number nine today? That's nice. So <laughs> what a champion. He, like, yeah. He can't wait to have a beard so he can wear <laughs> number nine. As soon as he's, he's like, 11. He's like, When's my beard? Yeah. It's like <laughs> his on, Christmas list this year. New, yeah. uh, new skateboard beard. beard. You know? <laughs> we could, you know, there's ways we can make that happen. I'm sure. You know, science oh, yeah. is uh, with, with our advances in, in genetic science. I'm, I'm sure he can have a beard in no time. Oh, not even a question. So this is another one I thought was super interesting was the zero, which is literally the opposite of everything we've been talking about, where it's the unscented version. And this is valuable in and of itself. Um, sometimes you just want the feeling and you just don't want any scent. And you're like, you know what? You know. Just want the so vibe. that's actually a, a huge reason we did it. I had some picky friends, um, and you know that that didn't want any fragrance on. It, but also, you know, the you know the capitalist in me is obviously looking for things that are attractive to a market. And if you look on Amazon right now and you sort by most popular based on five star review beard oil, mm -hmm. the most popular beard oil on Amazon right now is an unscented beard oil. No shit. Uh, yeah, and so. That was literally the reason we created it. It was, it was like that some people don't want another fragrance on their body. Maybe you wear a cologne. Like some people wear, some people wear cologne. Some people wear, um, you know, other Deodorant. things that have fragrances they like, body sprays or whatever else. Um, Even and they don't like want just normal, just deodorant. Yeah, some people have deodorant that's like really, you know, they really like the smell, and mm. uh, you know. If you're whistling Old Spice down the road all day long, you know, maybe you don't want something interfering with that. So the number zero was literally to speak to that audience. It was like, okay, well, if you don't want to mix fragrances, you don't want anything that smells like anything. Uh, right. It's for like, you know, we originally made it for like, you know, the grumpy old man customer, you know, that didn't want any, any fragrance. I don't want to smell like flowers. I don't want to smell like sandalwood. And you're like, all right, well, how about, how about you just go about smelling like nothing then? Like and uh, nothing works. It actually, it worked out really, really well. And what's funny about the zero, we can touch on this for a minute. Um, my fiance is gonna get a, she's gonna she's gonna she's gonna laugh at me for this one. Um, there's lots of like after shower skin oils that that women buy, right? right. They're, they're like all over body oils, lotions, everything else. Like we've all looked in our girlfriends and wife's medicine cabinet and, and looked at the thousands of dollars of things that are in it and not knowing what the hell any of it is. <laughs> Some of it, believe it or not, is just unscented carrier oil. And a lot of it has barrage, grapeseed, jojoba, argan oils, and there's um, almond oil. Yes, and, almond, yes. Yeah. And what's funny is she used to work, um, she used to work in a bar uh, near Boston and um, the bartenders, her, herself included, and her friends would get like dry, cracked hands from washing glasses or whatever else. And she was actually, we, we were selling the beard oil, the beard beer out of that bar. We had it on the, on the counter behind next to the, next to the bottles and people could buy it there. And they started using it on their hands. And then right. she's like, well, wait a minute. And she starts using it like, okay, well, how does this work getting out of the shower? You know, let's just see how it is for a moisturizer. And she has a number zero sitting in her medicine cabinet now. And she puts it on after a shower. She, you know, there's other like these crazy body oils she buys that are like 50 bucks a bottle. And she likes the number zero better. And Interesting. so terrible with the number zero. Because if you use it on your beard, your wife might steal it and use it elsewhere. Ooh. <laughs> Yo, that'd be good for the old uh, north uh, northeastern winters. And, you know, when you get the cracked knuckles and stuff from the dryness in the air, you give you, you know. Give yourself oh, a yeah, little, uh, yeah, absolutely. A little once over. After all, it is 
it is made to uh, to nourish the skin underneath the beard, so it can nourish skin anywhere. Yeah, it's great point. You know, um, it's really funny. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's un, awesome. Un, uh, Don't make me try un, that. Unintended benefit. Yeah, that's uh, honestly very very cool. And the other thing I thought. The next product, this one was one of the most interesting to me, and I, I wasn't even sure about the use case specifically that you had in mind, but the being the time of you know human existence that we're living in, this almost doesn't get uh, more pertinent and more now than anything. The uh, beard sanitizer, uh, shelter yeah. in face, which is obviously hilarious as it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, this, this, this to me, this is my, tell me if I'm on the right track, Obviously, you know, the idea, you know, we all were supposed to not be moving around as much to not spread a, you know, communicable disease and such. Obviously, that's not possible. You have to go to the supermarket or you have to run errands and so on and so forth. And I imagine that the idea, particularly for someone, you know, for men with beards that, uh, you know, even if you're wearing masks, you take the mask on and off or whatever, and just things can get caught in your beard, which obviously is near multiple orifices in your face, which can obviously infect us. So by arriving back home and then giving yourself a bit of a, you know, and it's an all over face spray according to the instructions. So I'm just like, close my eyes and I'm like, um, Oh yeah. The idea is that will kill off a lot of those germs. If not, I imagine like the usual 99.9% or whatever it is uh, to reduce, you know, just to cleanse your face when you come home from an outing. Um, yeah, literally. I keep point? it in my car. And so like when I have a mask on and I get out of the store, I literally leave my mask on and just give it like a mist all over. Get it like one of those and it yeah. gets your mask and you kind of run it through your beard. Take the mask off, throw it back in the glove box and it sanitizes the outside of your mask, which is the part of the mask that comes into contact with germs. Uh... And it also sanitizes any part of your beard that was exposed. And at the same time, because you rub your hands through it, it sanitizes your hands. Yeah. And so and what's cool about this is, again, we want to go all natural. And so we were – this was a really hard product to develop. And, and mm. what was interesting about it is try to, trying to look at all natural sanitizers, right? Um, what we use in this is called hypochlorous acid. Okay. And it sounds scary, but hypochlorous acid is actually naturally derived from an ionization process from water. Okay. And uh, your your white blood cells actually naturally produce hypochlorous acid inside your body as part of your immune system. And so your body actually produces hypochlorous acid internally in order to kill bacteria and germs that are unwanted uh, in in your uh, in, inside your body. Hmm. And so you're introducing something that's already native to your immune system. It's derived from water. Um, and if you look at the regulation from the CDC right now, about how they're sanitizing schools and they're sanitizing like commercial kitchens. Mm. Like, you know, those foggers that you see, like they're walking around schools with those big misting foggers yes. sanitizing in between school sessions. That fog is hypochlorous acid. Those right. are atomizers for hypochlorous acid distribution. It, it, it's food safe. Yeah, it's food safe. It's FDA approved. It's, 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 it's uh, food surface safe and it's safe for your eyes, your nose, your mouth, every, you know, orifice on your head. Um, it's perfectly safe. And so, and it's actually really cool because it doesn't just kill, you know, viruses. It kills bacteria, germs, airborne viruses. It kills fungus, um, mildew. And so what we wanted to do was kind of do something with, with that. That was also once again, following the Dr. Nick's credo that was good for your skin. So 
my fiance actually developed this based on um, a micellar water facial toner that she likes to use. So she found a really good recipe that she liked for a facial toner. And then we worked the hypochlorous acid into it. We found a good way to emulsify and suspend a very light mixture of essential oil to give it a fragrance. And boom, shelter in face was born. And that's great. It's been fantastic. I keep it in my laptop bag when I walk out of meetings. I keep it in my glove box, walk out of stores. Um, I have a friend who uses it like literally all day because he likes the way it makes his beard smell and he likes the way it makes it feel because it has a little bit of, um, you know, some moisturizing properties with vegetable glycerin in there. So it actually does kind of give a little bit of a, a smoothing effect to your beard. Right. And this guy, I mean, I can't even get him to use beard oil. Like I can't get him to use the beard oil, the, the balm, nothing. And he's like, he walks into my office and he's like, dude, I'm all out of this mist, man. I've been using it all day. <laughs> like, hook me up, like, hook me up. You know, don't over apply the, the mist. You might be a little moist, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> we have a blood orange and we have a key lime yes. um, fragrance. Those that are both, both very refreshing yes. um, and, you know, light. You can use it multiple times a day. There's no buildup. And so it's a, it's a really interesting, you know, it's a really interesting product. There's others out there and they're once again, all alcohol based. They use alcohol to kill bacteria and of all the things you want to spray on your face, alcohol should definitely be last on that list. I mean, it's right. terrible for your skin. It's terrible for your hair. And, uh, you it's know, this was one. like the, the natural solution to that, essentially. I love that. Okay, amazing. So it would sort of be, would you, in the, in the way that I was testing the products over the past couple months, I was sort of opting out of beard oil and just spraying my face with the sanitizer after a shower, which obviously is a pretty dumb use it's not what it was intended for i guess in hindsight i just wanted to see what it did what it felt like did it yeah. make you know and i didn't probably even spray as much as you do it's kind of do one you know three or four across everything but now hearing the way that you're talking about how to use it you know you really can sort of spray it through your beard and really across your face so it's sort of like a yeah encompassing experience that kills yeah, you can okay and there's nothing wrong with the way you were using it either. I mean, there is vegetable glycerin. It is a moisturizer and it is uh, and it is a, you know, and it is a toner. So what you were doing essentially was applying a facial toner after your shower, which helps tighten your pores. Um, and it, it's actually this type of toner is used in all sorts of like aging sprays that you can right. use to like anti-aging and to help like with wrinkles and to help tighten your skin and reduce mm. the size of your pores. So you probably had some good side effect of that that you didn't really even intend to. Realize. That was uh, actually really good for your skin. Amazing. Yeah, I just I really like this one because these two, like they said, blood orange and key lime. In comparison to the other scents, they were just it, it, it was completely different. Really, I mean, the other ones obviously we talked yeah. about some citrusy properties, but these ones were specific to a a, a scent, and like I just uh, appreciated that. But now I know I'm going to make sure that like we don't own a car, so we don't have to go too many places we're in a pretty good spot but whenever we go to like the supermarket or have to duck out for a bit i think i'm going to make sure as soon as i get back just like boom, 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 boom. And i love the idea of put doing it over your mask so it sanitizes your mask yeah which is super dope i saw you grab a stout i grabbed the stout yes i realized we, uh, we were talking so long uh, and having such a great convo that i kind of uh, you know forgot to move on to the stout but it's okay what are you now, drinking? So this one is um, – The stout one? The stout one is – isn't that – yeah, it's the other black one. This one. That's the stout one. 
Oh, you put that for all. Oh, Tiff's taking the photos. You know what's going on. You put that. Do you want the can? A pork. Okay, pork. So this is a brewery called Sankiem Baron, like Fifth Baron, out of Gatineau, Quebec. A uh, little bit north. They actually won the third best new brewery in the world according to Rate Beer this year, 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, they're good friends of ours. Yeah, we uh, the owner's a good friend. One of my other good friends who's uh, a YouTuber, beer YouTuber, uh, works there. Um, they have this is a, uh, a breakfast stout, eight point five percent. I believe it might have some coffee in it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm-hmm. This is a phenomenal uh, brew. I just got the fresh batch yesterday, so I was like, this is a perfect time to uh, bust it out. And uh, which one do you have there, my friend? I have uh, a Beach Fire Stories from uh, from uh, Vitamin C I down here, right north of us in Weymouth. Yes, it is a. Um, I guess technically, it is a like a chocolate peanut butter stout. But what's interesting about that is it is a it is a five point three percent. Five point three. When you were it's telling me about session. this, I thought it was going to be much it's higher a than session that. peanut butter stout. And like when you take a sip of this and you get it a little bit in your in your mustache, it <laughs> smells like you just opened a can of Swiss Miss. Like it literally smells like Swiss Miss hot cocoa. Swiss. Do you know what? That might be an American thing. I'm not super familiar. Unless yeah, I'm just like from, a, not from this continent. It's like it's like powdered, you know. Powdered hot cocoa mix, you know, okay. that you get it's in like the really rich in. Uh... I mean, it doesn't look like a session. No, that looks uh, super dark, super thick. It's super dope. good. It's just the... one of those beers. Like, whenever you drink it and it's gone, you're just you're sad that it's gone. <sighs> Nick, cheers, my bro. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Cheers. Get that in your mate. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. Mm. So um, the only beer, you know, recently, speaking of, I know we're about to talk about some other stuff, but my friend Justin used to be the taproom manager for Lawson's. And I saw him, I think I was, I don't know if you ever knew him when, if you were familiar with them, but he used to work at Farmhouse Tap and Grill in Burlington. That's how I met him. No, no. And then he ended up being sounds, tap. Honestly, it sounds familiar. Justin like Gould, I've, yeah. I've known everyone that's been in and out of Lawson's place for the, over the years. I might. I, f- I feel like you would know him. He was like a dude. Giles knows him. Giles knows him. I'm pretty sure. But uh, Justin, get, the reason I bring him up uh, to do the beer here, Justin gave me a four pack of a. Uh, I never heard of them. Vitamin C when they first kind of came out. I guess 2019. Are they pretty new, right? Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, 20- vitamin C. Yeah, they were. I think they just opened 20. Yeah, late 2019, the end of summer. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably when it was. I was in Vermont, and I go to, always went to see him, and I brought him some beer from here. We do a little trade, and he gave me a four pack of a um, some of their beers. I didn't know it was going to be any good, and that shit blew my mind. Whatever it was, I forgot the name of it, but it was like an IPA, maybe eight percent double IPA, something like that, and it was exceptional. So. Oh um, yeah. I they actually, have just some crazy good beer. Yeah, man. Massachusetts is you know, god is god tier stuff, man. I'm just uh, What's funny is like with vitamin C, it's it's some good friends of mine that I've known for years and years. You know, this guy uh Dino, one of their one of their founders. He was, you know, we met I think brewing at like I think we actually met at the homebrew supply store in Weymouth because he was brewing in his garage, I was brewing in my garage and um, a friend of ours that was the first bar to officially serve no crap on tap south of Boston. 
in, in 1999, Tom Powers from Union Brewhouse decided he was no longer going to put anything on tap but craft beer. Now, in 99, he was the only one that did it. He, you could game. buy a Budweiser in a bottle. You could buy uh, Coors in a can, you know, but there was nothing like that on tap at all in his bar. It was all local or otherwise sourced craft beer. And, um, and Dino and I kind of met through him, and he was – he was brewing in his garage and man, they were bringing in some of the stuff they were making with a buddy of his, he brought in and, and it was like, you could tell they were on to something like, and they got some, you know, they, they kind of bootstrapped themselves and they, uh, they, you know, they took on their own debt from a bank, no investors, no outside ownership. And, uh, they, they started this brewery up in, in, in Weymouth and vitamin C was, was born. And before the brewery was even open and they had a wait list two years long for tap handles, um, tap accounts. There was like a couple of bars that were serving their stuff and new releases. And there was lines out the door and empty lines, you know, empty keg lines that, you know, the night the stuff went on and it just, it just exploded. Jeez. It was such a cool, like grassroots, like some guys that loved beer, came up with some kick-ass recipes and just, they had no option in their mind. That this is what they were going to do with it. And they just went and did it. And it. it's totally apparent in everything they do. Um, it, lots of attention to detail. Their brewmaster is a mad scientist. Used to be a network engineer like myself. And so he engineered his way into awesome beer. And uh, they're just awesome guys. If, if, awesome. if anyone out there hasn't checked them out, like figure out a way to check them out because they're they're killer. Yeah, man. I got to get them on the podcast. I'll talk about that after actually. But like they stuff is killer so that beer is along the lines of this bad boy right here which is the stout beard oil now this is something incredibly unique in comparison to the rest i mean the scent profile you got vanilla coffee and chocolate on here and you look at and you're seeing this yellow stuff and you're like how does that smell like chocolate well i say magic nick yep yeah there's a little bit of magic a little bit of unicorn blood Potentially angel tears, you know, there's, um, you know, a couple secret ingredients, but you know, what, what really, honestly, the secret ingredients of this is our, is our partnership with this, you know, this lady from Miracle Botanicals in Hawaii. Um, you know, the, the cocoa essential oil that we get, she's one of the only people that actually produces cocoa essential oils. I mean, it's I have this stuff here and I mean, it is, my God. Oh, this essential oil that we put in this stuff is a straight cacao essential oil. You look at the coffee that we use is literally cold pressed Arabica coffee. I mean, that's, it doesn't get any better than that stuff right there. And it is, man, you, you smell this stuff. You open this bottle and the, this room is going to smell like you just brewed a pot of really strong coffee. Right. Um, it, and so, I mean, and, and then the secret in that one, you don't really smell it. You can't tell it's there, but the vanilla. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you, you know, if you've ever bought vanilla beans, like uh, really good Madagascar vanilla beans or anything else, like, you know, you, you spend 20 bucks and you get like two vanilla beans <laughs> in like a freezer packed. A if you're thing. lucky. Yeah. And, you know, you scrape the beans out of them and there you go. But. That's by far the most expensive essential oil we use is the vanilla essential oil. It's extremely rare. It's mm. extremely hard to find. I mean, I won't show the brand, but you can find stuff like this in your health food store, little bottles like that. These are 15 milliliters, so half ounce bottles, and you can get them for 10 bucks. And 
um, a bottle this size of the stuff that we use is $115. Good Lord. And so it's, you know, Very exponentially different. more expensive. That's why I say we have a terrible business model and people should stop <laughs> encouraging us because we're just hemorrhaging money. Don't stop. Um, don't yeah. stop. <laughs> hey man, yeah, look, don't stop. Yeah, it's it's the it's the craft in you, man. It's the craft. Like that shit is like appreciated, and I think it's undervalued in the market. That uh, you know that attention to detail and that sort of like you know race to the bottom with the capitalist bullshit, which is like we're all capitalists yeah. at heart, I guess. You know, we're all living in these societies, and it's it's fine. But we're all a little coin operated, man. Absolutely, but there has to be a limit to that. And in the industry that we're in, the fact that you know this particular oil and you know the the beard beer that started all of this was influenced by craft it's only right that you're dedicating yourselves to this and you you know this you guys yourself and your fiance doing this you know together and actually formulating it all and then working with people within the continent or just outside of you know the continent or whatever part of the u.s you know it's it's keeping it yeah. american made which i think is really important these in this day and age to keep uh products as local as possible um, within the country at the very least and, and at a time when the economy needs it. And you guys have, whatever, you've done, somehow managed to make it affordable because I, I do not think the $20 for a thing of beer is unreasonable by any like any shape or form. Particularly people are saying like, oh, you get this much for 12 bucks on Amazon. Like, so what, dude? It's $8 more and you're supporting a fucking local company. Like, that's what yeah. it's all about. If you're a craft beer person, that will that will matter to you. Yeah, dude. And that's, I, we, I really appreciate that because that's a hundred percent it. Like it's in yeah. our, it's in the DNA of what we do. Um, and it's, it's why we did it. And it's one of those weird things where since we didn't, we didn't set out to do this and we didn't have to do it, we weren't out to make money doing it. Um, and so, um, there's, there's no option, but to do it the way we, we feel like we should and we want, you know, and that's in what, what, what inspired this was literally local, artisans and, and and the craft beer industry is what kind of gave me the idea of doing it this way in the first place so straying away from that would literally break um the, the whole motivation behind doing it yeah. and so there, there's not one piece of it that we've ever compromised because if it ever required compromise then it's just not worth doing for us and and you know again it's That's it's something right. that we want to be able to use we want to be able to be proud of we want to be able to be happy about it and be able to stand behind it and i think um, doing it any other way wouldn't let us do that. It just like, you know, just like any of the breweries we just talked about, look at like Treehouse, look at vitamin C, look at Lawson's, you know, those guys, they would never sacrifice what they build as a product just to increase distribution yeah. and shelf space. Yeah. You know, they do what they do because they love doing it. They love doing it the way they like doing it. And that's, and that's why they are successful the way they are. And that's why their fans love them, you know, Hell is because, yeah. Lawson made his beer from well water behind his house in Vermont for the longest time. And that's why Double Sunshine was like one of the best IPAs in the world is because Sean's magic yeah. water. And there's certain beers that didn't get reproduced when that production stopped happening that way, you know, yeah. um, because it's like, that's what, that's what it was. And if it wasn't going to happen that way, it wasn't going to happen at all. It seems to be like an ethos. That's why I like, you know, as, I kind of feel like we're all the same region. There's an imaginary border between us, but I feel like Quebec, you know, is an extra part of New England type of thing. Is it all like carries down through Vermont and Maine, New Hampshire, and, and Mass and everything. Like, there's just something about this this region and that ethos that carries through. Like, people just really care about quality, and 
and continue like keeping things local. I don't know. Like I haven't really experienced anything else uh, in many other regions like that. So it's really, it's, it's so dope to see that, you know, that the, the, the things that we all see and you know, people listening and watching would be familiar in craft beer that carries down to businesses. Like I bet there's a whole bunch of businesses in the region as well that also have that same dedication to, we see it whenever we go to Vermont, there's, you know, the farms and, um, you know, maple, uh, manufacturers and all the different stuff and you know there's people who just really just care about shit it seems not that it's everywhere else doesn't but there's something special about the way new england approaches stuff it's it's like i want to say magical but it kind of feels like it sometimes like it's it's super oh yeah it's super dope no, you're dead on it's like the you know the ben franklin generation of of being utilitarian and you know self-made and um, keeping things that support other people that do the same. It's just, it, it, it's contagious hmm. and maybe it is, you know, yeah. who knows where it started and where the seed was planted. But it's, um, I, I feel like the more people that do it, the more people feel like the need that in order to compete, they need to also do it, which is, which is just so cool. I mean, you're just, you know, proliferating something that's so positive and, and something yeah. that's really cool and it, and it works its way into it. It does it works its way into all sorts of industries. Like we work with barbershops that are local barbershops. And, you know, we, some of our accounts that we work with, I call them up and I tell them kind of our story and tell them where we're from. And, and, you know, we're either right down the street or right, you know, in the same, you know, within a hundred miles. And they're like, you know what, like bring the products in, um, for a sample. That sounds great, but please make sure you bring enough where we can buy some because you're the only one doing this. It, it's unique and it's local. We want to support you. So like, they're like, this is probably a bad thing to say as a potential customer, but we kind of don't care. Just bring it in. We're going to buy it because we want to support what you're doing. And that's an awesome story and we like it. And then they, of course they smell it and they try it and they're like, Oh, holy oh, shit. Wow. This is actually really awesome. On top of being a cool story. We really yeah. like your products. So, you Super know, it's, it's kind of a cool how it works, you know, I love one that, hand man. washes the other. Yes, exactly. It's uh, and that's really key, right? I imagine you, you'd go into a barbershop and it would be important, you know, when I know, Funnily enough, Giles and I met in Vermont, and Giles is uh, he works with you guys, who's uh, the reason we know each other. He's a good friend, he's been on the podcast back in the day. And him and I share the same barber in Montreal. So when he comes to Montreal, we just happen to go to the same barber. Um, <laughs> it was actually crazy. I don't know, did he tell you that? We just like I was talking to he didn't tell you that shit. He did mention he did? that to me, yeah. I didn't it, hear much detail behind it. He's like, he's like, he's like, no, 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 Craig's a great guy. <laughs> we use the same barber um. <laughs> <laughs> it was like i was getting my hair cut and i was telling my barber dave shasta dave and i was like yeah man i'm going to vermont so he's like yeah another one of my clients that i cut he's he lives in vermont he owns like a ski uh thing i'm like yeah where is it and what's it called and he, and he zoomed in on it. i was like oh, a ski thing in vermont interesting i wonder if it's charles probably not and he zoomed, and he found the name of it and he's like yeah that's it i was like and it just worked out to be, I'm like, dude, that's my boy. Like I've known him for, for years. We like, and we just couldn't believe that it happened to be the same dude. So whenever he was in town, we tried to sync up our haircuts. Like, oh, he's coming that's in, so bro, I'm coming in. You want to get a cut? I'm like, all right, cool. Let me try and book it. Like, so it was just like a genuine, crazy coincidence. And uh, it's so him, funny because he's connected me with people like that too. It, it's, it, well, I've, I've met other people who are connected to Giles. He's like the one of the hubs of New England, I feel like, like <laughs> running that hostel, like everybody knew him, but Everyone on top of being just one of the 
best dudes in the world. Like he's he's wildly regarded as one of the best dudes in the whole world. And like I Big can facts. personally stand behind that. One of the best dudes I've ever met. Yes. And uh, he's introduced me to some of the coolest people that I know. Like he's it was so funny because I'd be yeah, I'd be like trying to do things with this with either this or with photography or something else. I'd be like, oh, I'd really like to get in contact with so and so and work with them. He's like, pulls out his phone. He's like, oh. Do you want me to call him? I'll call him right now. Right. I can get over here. Let's just have him come over. <laughs> it, it's, you know, he's a special dude. I, I think that's like, it's such a valuable thing. And it's just, it's, it's very cool to see all of, you know, keep, you know, I, I met him through this randomly. I think he just reached out to us on, on Instagram. We happened to do, be doing our first ever proper Vermont trip. I was like, yeah, let's come by. And I didn't really understand even what he did. So we had this very small bar in this ski hostel in Warren, Vermont. And um, yeah. it was gorgeous because he had the most fire, but this is why I love Vermont. It doesn't matter where you go. Like I dare you to try and get shit beer somewhere. Like, Oh you, yeah. It could always, fun. yeah, good, exactly. Everywhere. You won't find fire. McDonald's and you won't find shitty beer. Like it's the just, two awesome things about that part of Vermont. <laughs> oh, honestly, it's so dope. And, and just, yeah, knowing him and just uh, keeping in touch with him over the years and becoming friends from just becoming, it doesn't always happen, right? You go on the podcast and always have great conversations, but you don't become mates with people. He's come and stayed at the crib. Like we went out for dinner here for my birthday a couple of years ago and stuff. Like he came up for it. Like he's like such a, such a gem of a dude. One thing he taught me about, and I mentioned this to someone recently that it's a simple concept, but I loved it. He's talking about beer karma and Whenever we'd go down to Vermont, I would come and I'd bring like a cooler full of beer from up here for him. And he would give me the same from there, but he would have shit. He'd give me Treehouse and Trillium and like just crazy Massachusetts shit. And like, you know, sometimes Russian River and like all this crap. I'm like, how the fuck do you get this stuff, dude? Like what? He's like, beer karma, bro. Beer karma. Beer karma. Because people come through here, I just give them whatever they need. They just give me whatever I want. And there's just this energy flow of beer. And I'm like, fuck, that's genius. I love it. It's crazy, dude. And like, it's like influenced it, it, the way it's that so I... It's so true. It is. And it's almost like the, the, it's influenced the way that I look at beer. Like, like I'm like, oh, I've only got one can of this. I'm like, ah, oh, but Nick will really appreciate it. Like, Nick, you need this. And that's, yep. the, <laughs> and that's the way he thinks. And I've really tried to... I Because I'm a beer media, sometimes people give me stuff because they need me to take the photo of it. So it's almost like maybe if I have one, I have to do it because they want it. But if I've got two, I'm like, take my second one, please. This is going to be fire, but you need to try this. And I I, I just, there's something beautiful about that. And I I really appreciate the whole concept. And I think that just generates friendships, opportunities, shared positive energy that comes back to what you say before about just like local people in New England, say just this whole area of the world that just, just care about people and about cool, good shit and just wanting to keep things moving. It's a, uh, Oh dude, really you're dope. dead on. Yeah. You're dead on. I think, I think Giles actually sort of like opened me up more to that, you know, cause I did photo events at beer places and then ended up at his and we became really good friends over the years. And, uh, Many a late night in the kitchen at the hostel, um, <laughs> out, wrapping up the night, sampling beers, and with the famous last words of, okay, well, one more. I got this in the cooler. And, well, okay, well, one more. Let's try this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Always, <laughs> but it's right? just so funny because you'll go to these places up there in Vermont, and there's like, you know, lines of thousands of people outside these events to come meet and meet and greet with these brewers like Sean and, um, you know, Mike Kimmich from from Alchemist and, you know. Uh, just all, all sorts of dudes, the guys from Otter Creek and like everyone's there to like meet and greet these guys. And then I go back to Giles's place and like who's standing at his bar, but like everyone that was 
had lines of people waiting to see them that day. Like that's where they went to go kick it. Like at the end of the day to unwind at Giles's bar and eat some cheeseburgers that Sarah made in the kitchen and like have some beers and everyone would have stuff they shared. Like everyone's got a growlers or a thing of cans. And you know, there's like Dean from Treehouse, and there's like Sean Lawson and his wife, Karen over there hanging out and they're pouring stuff for everybody to try. And it's, it was just like the, I don't know. It opened up like a whole new world. And it was literally like, yeah, that dude was like the, the hub of that connector world that. for so long. I was devastated yeah. when uh, when they did sell it because I was like, oh man, that's just like such a, a wonderful connecting place that's kind of might not have that same energy anymore. But uh, you know, it, I guess it's uh, you know, you've always got to move on to to new things. So I respect it. Yeah, it was like my home away from home up there. Like honestly, I haven't been back to Vermont since he closed it because I'm like, well, where am I gonna go? Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to go to like, each brewery? I can go explore and do my thing, but as long as I had like that as like my home base to go back to, I was comfy. So I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't yeah, really man. have a place up there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> every trip, that's where we went to as well. It was like every single trip. I'm like, Giles, what are you saying? When are you around? Can I come see you? He's like, yeah, I'm working, but come by door. And it was always yeah. just, yeah. So now it's more like, oh, I'm like, okay, well, I'll come see you, but just not at the bar now. So we, but obviously it's been a yeah, year exactly. because of the, uh, we happened to have been there the weekend before the lockdown, not knowing. And it was like, so I'm glad oh, we wow. got in like the closest possible time to be in Vermont from here before the border closed. So it's been literally closed for a year. And um, you weren't there for like the last call bell ring, were you? The, the bar? No, 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 not Jarstuff. No, I think that that I was there. That it was like sixth, seventh, and eighth of March last year. Okay. And then the weekend after was lockdown as far as like everywhere kind of shut down. When we were there, people were like sanitizing a bit, but no masks yet. Yeah, and it was you know you can still go places. Everything was open, but people were just sanitizing a bit and like, oh no, no, I'm good, I'm good, like type of thing. Um, but yeah. no, I did, I wasn't there for the the final uh, thing. I, Dude, when was when did it close? God, I don't know when that was. I think I've literally blocked it out of my head. Like there has not been anything I've watched on Facebook that actually like got me teary eyed. Like there was a grown ass tattooed bearded man crying on my couch and it was me when i watched that video like he just rang the last call and i was like damn it no gillis oh gosh well you know maybe he'll maybe he'll bring he'll open his own uh, place again in a whole new spot or something eventually if that's where his path is either way he's a valuable individual that's uh yeah keep it yeah. he's gonna watch this video around. he's gonna watch this now and be like oh damn it <sighs> Let's he, go back. You have to, Giles. If you're not watching right now, I'm going to text you in a second, you prick. You better bloody start a new place because me and Nick are going to be pissed. That's right. That's God right. damn it. <laughs> Speaking of, I was trying to do a segue. There ain't no segue. Your hat and your T-shirts uh, are, uh, as we alluded to at the beginning of the uh, the conversation, uh, you have some really mm. fun collaborations, official collaborations. I mean, you've got your own you know, IPA and stout beard oils that are phenomenal in their own right, but you're taking this to the next level. Can you please elaborate? Yeah, we are taking that to the next level. So the, uh, the, um, this, hopefully this, uh, this summer, um, we're going to be introducing the Dr. Nick's Brewmaster series where we are selecting and working with, um, brewmasters to let them basically create scent profiles, um, and co-brand beard oils with us. Um, and so the first of those that we're doing is going to be in collaboration with vitamin C. Hey. Um, and 
we're going to work with them to basically develop a uh, really cool scent profile that they like based on one of their IPAs. And we're going to uh, kind of come up with what works to make that happen. It will likely involve some fresh hops. Once again, they're going to be limited releases. So we can actually go back mm. to doing dry hopped style beers. There'll be limited Sick. number of bottles per brewer. And basically, we're going to work with the brewmaster and another sponsor at the brewery uh, to come up with the uh, ingredients, uh, the style, the name. Um, and we're going to be using some of their artwork on our bottles and, and vice versa. And uh, what's going to be really cool about it is um, we're going to primarily sell those at the brewery. Um, so we're not going to sell them online. Um, we're not going to sell them uh, through any of our any of our retailers. Uh, they're going to be exclusively available at the brewery for the most part. We might do like a limited run on the website for each one. But we're thinking just like the craft beer, like if you want their beer, you don't go to the store and buy it. You go stand in a line and you buy your four pack of cans and, and you and you pay your dues and you leave with some good beer. Um, while you're there, you'll also be able to, to buy your beer to beer uh, in the sense of buying some Brewmaster Series Dr. Nick's Amazing Man stuff beard oil. And uh, the first it. one's going to be with uh, with vitamin C. Um, we've already been working and talking back and forth with the guys over at, uh, you know, socializing it over with the guys at Treehouse trying to figure out the same thing. Um, and then, um, God, I, I'm surprised he's not first on the list because he's the first one I talked to about it would be Sean Lawson, which is where we are going to do something like a double sunshine uh, Brewmaster series, uh, IPA, uh, beard oil. And so I've talked to Karen and I've talked to Sean about it like so many times over the years, but it's usually been, uh, after doing a long day of photos, usually at the hostel. Um, and, uh, we just, we both haven't picked up the, uh, the conversation to get it back going again, but we're, so there's a few that are right there on the list. We have a few more that I are less official that I can't really mention yet, but more new England style, you know, some, some more popular new England breweries. Um, that we're all part of the uh, New England crossroads brew off that vitamin C one amazingly not too long back. Um, trying to get my buddy Mike Gearhart, who's uh, in, involved, who's just an excellent dude, used to be the brewmaster over at Otter Creek. Um, and uh, I think there's going to be some really, really cool stuff coming out of that. Letting somebody else kind of into the recipe book and working with someone who just develops awesome profiles for beers. Um, developing some awesome profiles for some beard oils is just going to be wildly fun. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So that's going to be hopefully this summer is when we're kind of, we're hoping for midsummer is when we're going to be announcing that. And hopefully it'll be hitting uh, the breweries and the tap line, you know, the, the can lines uh, shortly after. That's amazing. That's huge. I mean, that's three large, large breweries right there. Um, that's super exciting. I love the concept of, um, selling them directly from the brewery and, you know, people lining up to buy their four packs and then they, you know, walk away with a nice little bottle or two of uh, beard oil as well. You know, like it's uh, smelling like a double sunshine. Like, that's amazing. Like, yeah. My only crazy. hope is that people actually use it. You know, the problem with craft beer people at some of those <laughs> breweries in particular is like when those guys release something new, like they always, I talk to some of them and they're like, you know, the saddest part about being like so niche and hard to get and boutique with our beer is that like we find out that people put our beer on a shelf and they 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 collect it instead of drink it, which <laughs> so is our yeah. only hope is that people actually use it. <laughs> They're not just buying it for the label art and to to do it. But we're thinking it'll, it'll be it'll be good for the brand and it'll just yeah. be something fun and collaborative and different. You know, it's just and what's really cool. Again, we talk about like people liking to support craft and supporting things that are are unique like that, like. 
you'd think that getting those people involved would be like this challenging process of them being like, well, I'm up here and you're down here. And uh, you know, I don't know if we can co-brand things with anybody. Like literally the first response out of all of them was like, oh man, if we can use our platform to help you do more of what you're doing, like let us know how we can do it. Like that sounds amazing. Let's, let's do it. Come over, you know, and, everything from sharing artwork to sharing recipes to sharing ingredients. I mean, these guys have just been like so forthcoming with the, with, with the way that they've offered their involvement. Um, and it, it, we almost didn't even have to ask, like we kind of like proposed the idea and they're like, do you want to do that? Do you want to do something that's like a collaboration? Why, why don't you come over and we'll meet and go over ingredients? You know, it was that's like awesome. the, the coolest thing ever. It's very like humbling in the sense that like these big dudes that are like globally known for what they do are willing to, get involved with a little three person operation that makes beard products. You know, it just goes to show that like the attitude isn't there. There's no egos. Like there's just, it's such a cool community of people. And it's again, it's all because of craft beer, you know, it's like it started this and then it's helping just drive it further, which is like, I don't know. It, it's just such a cool feeling to be involved in that and have that be the basis of what we do. I love it, man. I guess I obviously recognize your approach being similar to theirs, you know, with, with the quality ingredients and never sacrificing and making sure that, uh, you know, if it's not, you, you're never going to sacrifice the essential oils for these fragrance, cheaper fragrance stuff. Like they know that you're serious uh, and, and there's that reputation you've built over the years and, you know, it's paying dividends, my man. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. So uh, definitely stay Thank tuned you. here, guy. We'll be talking about that when that comes up. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some other things we could do for for other podcasts or other things between us all to to you know let people know about uh, these things when they drop, which we'll we'll keep in touch about. Another thing that's happening tomorrow, Uncle Nick, if I may call you that, is uh, we're doing a contest. We're doing a contest, a nice giveaway via BOS. For Dr. Nick's amazing man stuff, we've got two prize packs of two winners open to all of North America. Prize pack number one, please correct me if I am not. They're going to have one of each of the IPA and stouts and one of each of the sanitizers. Is that correct with, with Jill there? Yep. She knows? Yep. So I'm getting I'm getting the nod getting from the, the nod. person who knows. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm I really paid attention. Smile <laughs> I paid attention. Now, that is, the, that is prize pack number one. Yet. That's okay. No pokes. And then the second one, now I've got half of the stuff here. So you're going to get a number seven balm and a number seven beard oil and a number nine beard oil and a number nine balm. I'm just missing yep. one of the each, but basically these two, you're going to get four. So there's going to be two lucky winners to receive that. So stay tuned. Whoopsie. Stay tuned to BOS. Uh, that'll launch tomorrow afternoon. And, um, that is going to be uh, great. You're going to be seeing a lot more of amazing man stuff here on BOS over the next few months. Um, I'm just like, man, I'm just a big fan of what you guys are doing. I'm really glad we connected. Uh, you know, honestly, this you could too, be a like a four hour podcast very, very easily. Um, yeah, with, with I'd the say the next one we just need to grab one of my buddies over. Like once we do the Brewmaster series, let's grab Dino and one of the guys from and, and we'll just do like a big group. We'll just get together yeah. in a room. We'll go over there, and we can have you there and us on camera somewhere else, and we'll we'll crack some beers and talk about that, and we'll get them involved on the next one. I just I volunteered Dino for that. On air. <laughs> like that. He's gonna love that. They're gonna love it. They're gonna be like, "All right, goddamn it!" But yeah, I was I was actually gonna say how to you, can you be mad at this face. How can you say, "Look at that beard"? You'd be like, "All right, okay, Nick, whatever you want." 
I was going to say that. I was going to say you off air. I was going to be like, yo, let's do a series of uh, podcasts surrounding the Brewmaster series. Every time you do one, it'd be you with the brewery and we'd talk about, we'd drink some beers and talk about the stuff, man. Like, I, I just love that you're doing this and you're doing it official. It's not like, hey, my little version of this. You're like, no, 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 I'm collaborating with these, like you said, globally known brands that are important to Massachusetts and Vermont, um, you know. It's it's glorious. I'm uh, honored to be part of it. This is phenomenal, and this is the start Thanks, of uh, hopefully a long relationship. And um, you know, letting people know what the fuck is up, taking care of your goddamn skin and your beard. That's what it's That's all right. about. And right. and stop also around. stop fuck. And you know, if you don't have a beard, as we learned, you can use our good friend number zero as a nice little moisturizer for skin. Yeah, use it wherever you want. You know, it, no one's gonna know. It keeps you luscious. It's glorious. It does. It's perfect. You pedal soft. <laughs> Yo, do you know what we need to do? We need to take the thumbnail for YouTube. So I'm going to take a screenshot of here. People are used to this at this point. So you want to hold up either the beers or some oils. I am going to elect to hold up some oils. Oh, you know what? You are a champion, a gentleman, and a scholar. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? Where's the can? Yeah, hold the can up. I wish I didn't have to hold the, the thing. I was at two hands. There you go. Perfect. You ready? Gorgeous. That is stunning. Oh, that was just made for it. Nick, thank you so much for your time, man. This has been really, really great, really enlightening. I genuinely appreciate it. Where can everybody find Dr. Nick's Amazing Man stuff online, sir? They can find us at www.drnicks.com. That's spelled out now, D-O-C-T-O-R-N-I-C-K-S.com. Um, and, just, and just for watching, Right, we, we're going to activate a promo code starting tomorrow morning that we talked about earlier. Talk to me. Just, just, just your viewers, just the people that we want to say thank you for watching. People that look at these promos, it's going to be B A O S twenty one is going to be the discount code, and that's going to give you fifteen percent off on anything. Oof. We always offer free shipping over forty dollars. Uh, we have some bundles coming out, all sorts of good stuff. And again, we're real people. You want, you have questions, you want to know about stuff. Hit up the contact oh. form on the website. Let us know. We will uh, spend uh, um, unreasonable amounts of time <laughs> making you comfortable with your purchase and making sure that you're getting what you need. So again, it's BAOS21 is the discount code for 15% off. It'll be live tomorrow morning. And I'm going to put all of that. Uh, we will talk. I will put all of that information in the description here on the video. And for those listening later on the audio, this will also be in the show notes in the uh, across any podcast platform. Uh, and also tomorrow being Friday, the 2nd of April, we have, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, definitely check out um, BOS Instagram for the contest. Also, make sure you follow at Amazing Man Stuff on Instagram. And I believe it's the same elsewhere. Is that correct? It is. The same on it Instagram is. and Facebook. Nice Perfect. and easy. That's all you need Amazing to do. Amazing Man Stuff across the socials, drnicks.com online. That's what it is. So I'm going to wrap this up. Stay around on the end of this and we'll look, we'll wrap up after. Guys, thank you so much for watching. If you guys enjoyed the episode, mate, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when the new new drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast. And check out the long-form audio so you can hear attractive gentlemen like Uncle Nick talk about craft beer and beards because that's what we're about over here. Every week we'll be back tomorrow night, 9 p.m. We'll see you then, guys. Get it in here.